Al-Jazeera podcast. Voters in Africa's most populous country are about to elect a new president and a new national assembly. But what's at play this time around? And is democracy strengthening in Nigeria? I'm Rob Matheson, and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast, where we dissect, analyze, and help define major global stories. Okay, let's talk to our guests. Well, joining me in Lagos is Kasim Balogun, a political analyst and broadcaster who heads Kalo Africa News. In Medegri is Hassana Maina, a special assistant on sustainable development goals for the People's Democratic Party. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on Al Jazeera. Um, I would like to start with Kasim Balogun, please. There are 93.5 million registered voters in Nigeria. Are Nigerian voters actually enthusiastic about these elections? Thank you for having me on the show. Um, absolutely, Nigerians are ready. You know, they they are looking forward to uh, that day, 25th of February. So uh, they're much uh, waiting to to cast their vote. Uh, probably uh, thinking that yes, we can have uh, a new government in Nigeria. You know, anything that has to do with election is about um, uh, uh, having a new leadership. So uh, they are looking forward, they are ready, and they are uh, enthusiastic about it, as you speak. Hassan Amayna, you are a special advisor to Atiku Abubakar. Now, he has been part of the Nigerian political process uh, for many years. Given the fact that Nigerians apparently are looking for change, is he actually in a position to be able to do that, given the fact that some people might say he is part of the problem rather than part of the solution? Um, well, looking at what's happening, Nigerians are clamoring for change of the situation uh, that we found ourselves in this country. Uh, and then this um, this state of great depression that we have found ourselves, um, you know, you can attribute it to the last eight years of the current ruling party uh, through their policies, you know, that has helped no one. Um, for instance, closing the border, thereby incapacitating so many young people uh, from doing business. Uh, and, you know, there are just so many policies that this government have introduced that has um, gotten people, that has eradicated the middle class. So what we now have is the rich and the poor, the rich versus the poor or the rich and the poor in the country. So people are clamoring for the change of their situation and not necessarily the um, um, a change in, in face. Because if you look at all of the three contestants that are contesting to become president, they've all been around for a while. Um, and they have also held different positions in um, different, um, you know, cap uh, capacities. Uh, but also Nigerians are, especially young Nigerians and also um, older Nigerians, they are looking at someone that has been there and has done it before um, and look at, um, you know, the facts are there, look at his excellencies um, when he was the vice president of the country and he was also the head of the economic team and um, look at the great boom that Nigeria has experienced during that time. Uh, so Nigerians want a, want a replica of that uh, because at this moment we've also, we've also gotten to the understanding that the problems in Nigeria is so deep-rooted that you cannot begin to unravel it 
and solve it in a day. And as such, that is why, you know, um, His Excellency, being someone of experience, is the best person that can do the job at this very moment, that we're all clamoring for change. Mm. I'm able to, uh, glad to say that we can bring in Aliu Aoudou. He's the National Youth Spokesperson for the Tinubu campaign. That's from the uh, All Progressives Congress on behalf of Bola Ahmed Tinubu. So thank you very much indeed for being with us. Uh, the candidate uh, Bola Ahmed Tinubu is said to carry a lot of influence in the southwest, but he's 70 years old. How much do you think that he can relate to young people in Nigeria? Um, I mean, when we take away age, he's, he's a man of... Um innovation has been very close to all of the um, development happening in and around the country and um, the world at large. It's, it's very, he's very much in touch with, with, with present day. Um, it's, it's, it's a man who introduced innovation a lot during his years as um, governor of Lagos State. So, I mean, he's very much in touch and he, being a, a builder of people, I mean, he's a human capital specialist based on his track record. He's, he's constantly in touch with um, young, old, I mean, people from different diverse backgrounds and um, social status. I mean, he's, he's very in touch with reality and very in touch with, the, with, with different demography. Mm. Kasim Balogun, we are talking about a country which has been for many years racked by violence. Its economy is struggling. We heard uh, Hassan Amayina say, say that people are looking for a continuation of the same. Are people really wanting more of the same violence and economic struggle that they have uh, perhaps seen in the past? I understand about 40% of people are under 34 and are un unemployed. Well, um, it's... it's um quite unfortunate that um, the situation is like that. But um, I must say that uh, the current administration um, has really tried uh, its best uh, from the look of things. Um, we all know that when it comes to leadership, all you can do is to try your best. Uh, needless saying the fact that there are a lot of things that um, uh, the, the, the government can do uh, better because uh, the best thing that can happen to Nigerians uh, is to have uh, a great governance. Uh, but so far, so good. Um, uh, I must say it's not um, a bad situation still uh, because when you look at the whole thing, um, I always appreciate when we look at things from a broader perspective. Uh, we, we can't, we can't uh, conclude that, oh, well, it, it, it's it's not been it's it's not been good, you know. We've been having it in a way that oh, we can say uh, uh, 50 50. But Nigerians would be happy to have um, a, a, a kind of government that will bring succor to some of the challenges. You know, I believe um, if the the way things are now, uh, if government can still you know manage one way or the other. I mean, like the the certain certain policies policies that uh, uh, the government uh, is trying to bring to, to to the people, they can still manage to work around it. But it's 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 not a bad situation. But Nigerians will be happy to have it uh, good, you know, um, you know, any moment from now. I must say. Hmm. Let me ask you about the, the, the role of uh, Peter Obi, of the, who was formerly of the PDP but is now of the Labour Party. He seems to be collating a lot of social media uh, support. He seems to be getting a lot of uh, support from young people. Uh, how do you see 
his role and indeed that of uh, Rabin Musa, uh, Musa Kwankwaso of the new Nigeria People's Party, who is also a presidential candidate. Is there, a, is there a chance that one of them, given that people are looking for change apparently, is there a chance that one of them could actually be come president of uh, the country and start essentially with a clean slate? Or do you think that they are just going to serve to split the vote and fragment the votes of the other candidates? Well, uh, for, 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 for the two, you know, from their own sides, they, 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 they're popular, you know, um, Pitaobi, Kwa uh, Kwansu, uh, they're popular. Um, they will try uh, their own best. And um, uh, from the look of things, they, they have a whole lot of... Uh, People following them, looking at the fact that uh, they are they are they are new, uh, they've not really really been in government uh, at the at the top level. Uh, but uh, the situation of at hand um, is is uh, somehow uh, difficult. If you look at the the, the giants that we have, you know uh, the likes of Atiku Abubakar, the likes of Bola Ahmed Tinubu. I mean. Uh, they, 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 they are guys that we can call super weight, you know, every weight uh, when it comes to uh, politics. Yeah, Kwa Kwansu, sure too, um, Peter Obi is, is, is gaining momentum, seriously. Uh, Bert, uh, the truth remains, you know, these guys, uh, the, the so-called Atiku and Bola uh, Tinubu, uh, I mean, they are, they're so strong, you know, from uh, both sides, you know, looking at the, um, the, 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 their running mates as well, you know, Tinubu is having um, uh, Kashim Shetima, is uh, a is a is a strong guy, you know, uh, and that tells you uh, what the, 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 the northerners will be looking at. Uh, uh, Peter Obi as well is strong as well, and people within uh, certain um, uh, areas, within uh, let's say uh, 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 part of the northern uh, side and um, uh, uh, western Nigeria, they, they they might want to give a kind of uh, a sympathy vote for him. But uh, definitely, I, I see it, um, it's more of, um, it's going to be a, a, a difficult game for those two guys. But, you know, uh, politics can come out any way you, you don't expect. But, mm -hmm. you know, it might be a bit difficult for them here. Alio Awudu, I want to ask you about uh, Bolo Ahmed uh, Tenubu of the APC. His slogan is Amy Lokan, which I understand translates into it's my turn. How tough is it going to be for him to convince people that he should get the job just because it says he says he should? Okay, it's not really tough. While I understand that that has been taken out of context and blown out of proportion, what um, it basically means is... Um, I mean, he, at the time, he was talking to um, his party delegates, whom he, he has reason to, to point to as to his um, investment in uh, people, his, his um, investment in politics, in um, defense of democracy, in um, upholding democ democratic, democratic principles, and um, supporting others. And it's, it's basically what he said was about his turn to, to get in, in return, you know, some support is, is given to others. And... I mean, it, it isn't really about that. It's more about his track record. I mean, there's not been anyone among the candidates running who's, who, who has contributed more to in, in a fight for democracy or defense of democracy or in, you know, progressive governance like Paul Ahmed, Tinubu. Lagos State, like, um, I mean, it, it's known. It's, it's been a state um, with potential but never really tapped until 99 when he became governor and he's, he's been able to, he led the state and, you know, turn around the economic fortunes of the state that um, is growing it from being just one of the states in Nigeria to the fifth economy in Africa. 
and, and, and it's been on the steady growth since then. There's been consistent consistency in the, in the economic growth and um, fortunes of Lagos. I mean, he's seen as many as nearly 25 million Nigerians moving from different parts of the country into Lagos because it's, it's one state where everyone can, you know, live freely and um, earn a living and um, go about their legitimate businesses. I want to bring in Hassan and Mayina. Forgive me for interrupting you, but I do want to bring in Hassan and Mayina there because obviously you were reacting to, to what uh, Aliou uh, was saying. But I do want to make the point that um, Atiku Abubakar, your candidate, has lost the race for the presidency, presidency five times already, and yet he still seems to think that he's going to be able to do it this time. What, what's different this time to the previous times? Um, so what's different this time is because he is the person that is needed for the job. Uh, and he's not the first person to contest elections and lose. Um, the current president of the country has contested elections about four times, you know, before he finally got um, elected into power. I think if that should show anything, it should show the power of consistency. That is the man at Yuko Abubakar. And you would agree with me that consistency is, is a good thing. Uh, but I cannot help but listen to Ali when he talks about um, his candidate, Bola Ahmad Tinubu, his Excellency Bola Ahmad Tinubu. Uh, and, you know, Lagos has been, a, I schooled in Lagos. Um, I was in law school in Lagos. I was in secondary school in Lagos. So I have lived in Lagos. And I think I have, I have the right to speak about Lagos. Uh, and Lagos has been um, a state capital. Lagos has been Nigeria's capital. Lagos um, is strategically positioned in, in a way that it has ports and um, it's had um, so many opportunities to grow. Uh, as I speak to you right now, Lagos is over congested. Lagos is one of the worst places to live in. Uh, and also um, the security in Lagos is not as great as they would want you to believe. Um, and also, um, aside the, um, and also, you know, look, look at the togs, uh, look at, um, you know, which are properly called Agbevos. Uh, so I when they want to speak about, you know, um, the antecedent of, you know, um, His Excellency Bola Ahmed Tinubu, I feel like it's going to be fair to say this to the international media and not just talk about um, the things that he has achieved with all of the opportunities that is given. I would reckon that, um, you know, with the way Lagos is strategically positioned, uh, it should have been better than this. You know, there's room for it to be better than than what it is that they are boasting about because it's below average at mm. best. Hassan, thank you very much. But I, I want to get away from the, the kind of campaigning element of this. Kasim, I want to talk about the state of democracy that there is in Nigeria. We're talking about a situation now which is unusual in Nigeria in that none of the candidates is already in post. There, none of them is an incumbent president, and none of them appears to be a former military leader. What difference do you think that is going to make to the state of democracy within Nigeria? Yeah, I think that is a, a, a positive uh, um, story, I must say, uh, uh, for Nigeria. It, it's a great news that uh, uh, we're having uh, majorly uh, politicians, you know, um, any moment from now, so ever emerges. So it's a it's a good story for us because um, it uh, signals um, um, a, a, a right uh, uh, message that Nigeria has really really uh, come to that democratic process that we are talking about. You know, uh, we believe that anything uh, military is a, a kind of aberration. So having these uh, guys 
from uh, being a politician, corporate politicians, you know, uh, businessmen and um, uh, technocrats, you know, coming into uh, 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 proper governance, you know, at the level of the presidency. You know, it's, a, it's a positive story for, for us, and the Nigerians will be uh, uh, happy for that. You know, they'll be looking at That's why I said, you know, they'll be looking forward to at this time. Uh, having um, any one of them, you know, uh, who is coming from uh, a different background uh, uh, against uh, uh, the current uh, president. So uh, even though uh, the, the, the current president um, uh, wants a, a, a retired soldier, he, he, he has done what he can. But it would be great if uh, we, we, we bring in uh, individuals that can uh, say, OK, from our own business background, from our own background elsewhere, aside that military or, uh, or, or anything associated to that, we, we want to uh, uh, channel a new path for a new Nigeria. So the Nigerians will be looking forward to having such a person uh, as the president. Um, Aliu Adu, I want to ask you about your role as part of the APC, uh, APC Rebirth Group. You're obviously focusing on uh, the younger element within uh, the APC. What is it you're trying to achieve with that? Okay, um, at first, you know, APC was formed 10 years ago as an amalgamation of um, the constituent political parties, which were basically um, regional parties at the time. And, um, I mean, while we go into power, there, there's been um, a bit of challenges trying to, you know, embrace our ideology as a progressive party, knowing that no, no, with, the, with the knowledge that um, we have members from different backgrounds and all. So the... We, we seem to be, you know, uh, at the time, deviating a bit from our core, you know, ideology. And um, as young people in the party, young people in the country who are members of the party, who are, I mean, we have the likes of Ashwa Jibolamed Tinubu to look up to, I mean, a Democrat and a progressive leader. And we thought it was right for, to hold our leaders within the party accountable and ensure that we, we abide by our own constitution, our own party constitution, our, uh, abide by our own guidelines. Um, provide level playing field for every member of the party at, um, for internal and um, ex external contest. Mm. And that, that's what the APC rebate was about. And successfully, we were able to push for two conventions and um, one that led to the, uh, what's it called, the emergence of a um, National Working Committee, then the presidential primary convention that led to I want to pick you up, forgive me for interrupting you, but I want to pick you up on the point that, you're, the, that in fact everybody appears to be making, which is that young people, the votes of young people are going to be key in this, that this is something that is absolutely crucial to whether or not people succeed in this election. And obviously... Uh, Ali, that you are representative of that. I know Hasana, you are representative uh, of that as well. Uh, Ali, let me ask you this. If Bola Ahmed Tinubu, given the fact he's 70 years old, if he becomes president, what are the chances, do you think, that he is actually, no matter how progressive he says he's going to be, what are the chances that he's actually going to be open to eager young people within his party trying to change things? I mean, he's surrounded by young people. The bulk of people doing the groundwork for him um, are young people. Um, and he's promised in his uh, manifesto, the renewed hope, you know, he's, he's promised to have um, nine cabinet positions for people between the age of 18 and 49. And, um, I mean, he's talked about getting young people um, involved in, in, in leadership, both at parties level and, um, and, and government level. It's, we are very confident that um, he, he will do the same because while he was governor of Lagos State, he brought... Um, a lot of young people close and mentor them. Most of them are national leaders now. They were way younger. The current uh, governor of Lagos State 
was an aide, a young man. Kazim, let me ask you um, about the, the, this element of, of young people, because um, the, this, the, the bit of research that I've been doing seems to suggest that um, the influence of young people is going to be determined in terms of turnout, in terms of, you know, if, if, there are, if there's a, fewer a lower turnout, but they are predominantly younger voters, then certain candidates are going to benefit from that. Um, uh, how significant in this particular election do you think is the vote of uh, young people in the first instance? Well, from the look of things, uh, the young people, they're now uh, uh, coming up, you know, gathering. I mean, um, it's, it's gaining a serious momentum when it comes to uh, young people, you know, thinking that they need to uh, do it right this time, you know, given Nigeria um, uh, a great president. So um, they are, they are they're more informed, they are ready. And I think uh, this time around, their votes will definitely count uh, because they've, uh, you can see from uh, uh, the look of things, you know, having these uh, uh, guys, you know, uh, playing an important role, you know, from uh, uh, both parties. I mean, it goes a long way, unlike before, you know, they might tell them that, okay, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not your time, go and do something next, but they're now playing very, very pivotal role. Uh, you can see some of them, you know, uh, are speaking now, you know, having um, organizations, you know, uh, campaigning for certain uh, 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 candidates. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different ballgame. Uh, the younger ones are now looking at saying, okay, uh, let's uh, take the bull by the arms. And they're, they're, they're walking the talk. They are not um, uh, joking this time around. Uh, I can see uh, from the look of things, they are, they are, they are super ready uh, to bring that change that uh, we are looking forward to. Their votes will be very, very uh, significant uh, this time around. Hassan, I want to ask you about the particip participation of women. How much of an impact are the votes of women going to have in this election? Um, I feel women are becoming more politically involved um, in the elections in Nigeria. Uh, and I think that thanks to the, you know, surge in Go5, um, you know, that's gender equality uh, and the work that um, local NGOs and international NGOs have been doing uh, to sensitize women on the importance of getting involved. Um, and also, I think women have also seen that being involved in politics, despite its um, challenges, um, is the only way to get heard in this democratic setting that we found ourselves. So I think the um, women's participation in politics is um, great. But then when it comes to women elected leaders, that's where the problem, you know, that's where the problem is. Because at the same time, we keep on seeing that less and less women contest uh, to be contest for elective positions. Uh, and that is, that is worrisome. Um, and I think it just goes back to speak to the difficult terrain that women find themselves in whenever they venture in politics. Kazim, just very briefly, we only have a few seconds left. Let me ask you, given everything that you are seeing about the way this, this election is being campaigned for and what Nigeria has been, over the, been in through over the last few years, do you think we're going to see a different Nigeria in about two years' time? Very briefly, if you could. Absolutely. Uh, things will, will, will get better. Uh, I'm very, very optimistic. Whosoever uh, imagines things will get better, I'm optimistic Nigeria will be a great country because uh, that is what people are looking for. Uh, you know, we are facing some challenges, but I, you know, the best thing that can happen to us as a country is to go out there, 
give our votes to the right candidates that can take us to that uh, next level that uh, a country like ours, you know, the giant of Africa needs. So we, with Nigeria, is going to be better for it in the next um, uh, few years, uh, uh, six months, uh, a year, or, or let's say that two years. Kazim Balogun, so thank you very much indeed for, for that. I apologize for interrupting you, unfortunately. Of course, uh, time is against us, but thank you very much indeed. And thanks to you and thanks to our other two guests, Hassan Amayana and Aliu Audu. This episode was produced by Mohamed Al Aichi, Paul Ging, Abla Kla, Mohamed Salman, and Paul Taylor. Studio sound was by Nanda Kishore. The program was edited by Lynn Ngoyan and Joda Frias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. Tune in on Friday for our next episode. Thank you.